Well, hello there. I am back. Yeah. And I've been drinking. Right now I'm drinking a beautiful little wine cocktail. It is pineapple wine, mango punch, and an entire can of grapefruit sparkling water. I think it works better with peach wine than pineapple wine, however. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Tonight, we are going to talk about... Well, first of all, I'm uh, glad to be back. I'm sure many of you didn't believe I'd be back so soon. I didn't even believe myself most of the time. <laughs> but anyway, done with work, done with grocery shopping, been a real busy day. Uh, let's get into, briefly, very briefly, the Square Enix E3 presentation. And then go through every single twist and turn in that beautiful Nintendo Direct. Let me get a drink of this first. Mm, I'm sure that sounds terrible on this, but I'm going to do very little editing. <laughs> so, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition will be out this winter. It's good to know, kind of, when it's coming out. That's interesting. And I should actually maybe say beforehand, I could say this at the end of this little Square Enix segment, but it was a pretty good, pretty solid um, presentation, I thought. Way too many speakers talking forever. I skipped through all that, but I, I watched most of it. I just kind of skipped through and had long bouts of, oh, the director wants to talk about the development of this game. I, I really don't care. Otherwise, it was pretty good. I liked the presentation. They, you know, rented out a big L.A. hall. Um, <laughs> Nintendo has a better idea about all this. You don't need to be physically at E3 to take advantage of E3 and really be a part of it. And I really think their presentation overall was structured better than any of the other ones. But that's neither here nor there. So, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition out this winter. That's great news. After that, uh, they also showed... This is not in any particular order in the Square Enix segment, actually. They showed the last remnant remastered, which is available right now. It came out yesterday. Um, or the day before, I can't remember when this E3 event was. Um, I knew nothing about The Last Remnant, so I thought I'd read most of the summary I found on, I think it was, you know, one of the review sites. Long ago, the world was filled with remnants, mysterious artifacts from an ancient civilization. But as time passed, the powers of the remnants began to shift the world's balance. Look at this. Nicotine gum out of my mouth. Trying not to smoke. But as time passed, the powers of the remnants began to shift the world's balance. As the rift widened between those who ruled and those who were ruled over, a new era dawned, one of countless frays, 
brought upon the world by those enslaved by their own lust for a thousand years later, the journey of one young man begins. Imagine a vast, war-torn battlefield, scarred by years of conflict. Countless enemies surround the player, who is backed up by his own army, etc., etc. It looks like a fun little game. It is certainly priced correctly at $19.99, and I'm just really happy to see some shadow drops from third-party people, uh, de developers, in their very own presentations. I think that's kind of rare, and uh, it's great. But moving on from that, we got Romancing Saga 3, which looks amazing and has never come out in North America on any system. It looks really, really good. Um, I'd very much like to try it. I don't know when it's coming out. Um, the other uh, Romancing Saga game, Saga uh, Scarlet Grace Ambitions, doesn't look as good to me it's 3d it kind of has a uh, playstation 2 kind of aesthetic i think but it, it is nice to have more switch games uh, there was another switch game i want to say it's called ononaki or something like that it uh it was that one that was teased in one of the recent directs not the most recent ones um that where it's uh, an rpg it's got a real nice kind of painted style sort of and it's about reincarnation and kind of weird Japanese sort of things surrounding that. That's also coming out for the Switch. They showed more of that. Um, the Square Enix presentation ended with the Avengers game, which to me looked pretty good, but the internet seemed to disagree. Um, and the thing about that is, I can understand if they disagree based upon uh, graphics, because I will freely admit that I was not a fan of kind of the graphical style of some of the characters uh, particularly and i know th this could have all kinds of connotations but particularly um what is it what is her name black widow i just her face looks so plain but it wasn't only her let me be clear it wasn't only her there were several characters that the face just looked kind of very video gamey like very like we took a whole bunch of pictures of real people and we amalgamated them into one standard median person, you know? And so I didn't care for that aspect of the graphics. However, other bits of the graphics, you know, like the Hulk looked pretty neat, I thought. Uh, I liked Thor, uh, Hail Thor. Um, and I was very intrigued by where the story might go and what kind of gameplay we might have in this game. It looked very much like an adventure kind of marvel game that told a real deep fun interesting story so um and i was just like popping my mouth there it just sounded weird probably in the recording it just it sounded good to me all right so i don't know i uh i'm very interested in it um i know a lot of people are not uh it's kind of an interesting contrast though with the other marvel game i'm going to talk about later which I like the graphical style much more, and yet I think I will like the gameplay much less. Though again, the Avengers game, it's not coming out on the Switch. I just thought I'd bring it up as an interesting kind of talking point uh, based on internet reaction and the fact that I like Marvel properties. Uh, but anyway, that was Square Enix. Uh, overall, it was a good presentation. I didn't want to bring up all the games. There were so many games. Uh, there was a little bit too much filler for my taste, but pretty good. Goddamn rolling my mouth there. It probably sounded like shit. It was pretty good. 
pretty good. But let's take another sip of this tropical cocktail and then get into Nintendo. Oh, that's growing on me. Mm. All right, the direct started off strong with the hero from several Dragon Quest games being revealed for Smash. I've always liked Dragon Quest, but never played it enough. Uh, Akira Toriyama, famously the creator of Dragon Ball, design uh, his designs always tickle my Dragon Ball loving soul, and of course his designs are the basis for the Dragon Quest aesthetic, and every you know major character like the slimes. And all the main characters are all based around Akira Toriyama's art style, if not actually drawn by him himself. Um, so I think it's great to see that also Dragon Quest uh, 11s Definitive Edition, it's kind of a long, uh, <laughs> long uh, title, is coming out on the Switch. And we know that it's coming out September 27th now. Uh, one thing I will note is the lack of respect I've seen from Americans for Dragon Quest is kind of staggering given how everyone seems to come all over the Final Fantasy. <laughs> Final Fantasy. I, I guess I just like bright colors and fun in my games, whereas other people like dour, serious bullshit with... Uh, I like Final Fantasy somewhat, too. It just, you know... If you, if you want to know what I like the most, again, something I haven't played enough is uh, <laughs> is uh, Chrono Trigger. Everyone loves Chrono Trigger, but that'll never come back. Um... After that, we got this little interstitial video featuring, featuring Bowser. That is both of them, both real Bowser and uh, Doug Bowser, the new CFO of or CEO of Nintendo of America. That was nice to see and vaguely humorous. It was, it was cute, you know. Um, the little videos in between trailers were cute, but uh, they were cheesy. Uh, still much better than all the other presentations in terms of just not having a lot of shitty filler this this direct is full of games and i will i'll say this now because i didn't write this down it may be the best showing nintendo's had for third party uh developers uh, third party games and who knows 15 years it's really surprising and great and you know maybe not surprising given how well the switch has been doing but moving right along after those interstitial little video we got an in-depth look at Luigi's Mansion 3. I am super excited about this game. It looks gorgeous and, most importantly, fun. I love the kid-friendly spookiness. Also, in the breakdown, I love the narrator's kind of spooky, you know, like, Welcome to Luigi's Mansion 3 kind of voice. It was uh, classic. Um, the vacuuming, the vacuumy, ghost-busting gameplay and massive haunted hotel exploration looks quite fun the eight player online co-op looks like a fun little add-on as well some of the hotel floors in particular were very beautiful uh it's coming out this year but uh we have no date i would bet a lot of money on october if it doesn't come out in october that's a huge huge mistake on nintendo's part hopefully they know better Okay, and we got a, after that anyway, we got a Crystal Chronicles, like Final Fantasy. Uh, no, no, not Crystal Chronicles. I'm sorry. I'm a little drunk. We got a Dark Crystal Final Fantasy Tactics-esque game. Uh, I wish I could be excited for this, but I'm so unexcited. I didn't even write down the name. It's just not my kind of genre. And I did not like the graphics 
at all. As a Nintendo fan and a big believer in pixelated graphics and 2D games, graphics are not that important to me, certainly not to the extent that PS4 and especially PC gamers uh, are, but it doesn't matter how advanced your graphics are. They just don't need to look like shit. And I didn't particularly care for these, but it's more about the gameplay. Really. I just, I've never been into tactics games, strategy games. I, I like action in my games or mystery or exploring that sort of thing. Uh, then we finally got a proper look at the legend of Zelda links awakening. I admit I was not in love with the graphical style, speaking of graphics, when I first saw it, though nor was I really bothered by it, as so many man-children on the internet were. But now, having seen it much more extensively, I'm pretty much sold. It really conveys a happy tone, and Link's Awakening is not Breath of the Wild and not even Link to the Past. It has always been a more goofy, fun, lighthearted, Nintendo of Nintendo kind of game. Also, before I forget, the soundtrack is outstanding. That was always a very strong suit for Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, and its transition from chiptunes into fully orchestrated renditions is really, really great. So, I'm very excited, but especially for learning more about this new, seemingly make-your-own-dungeon mode. That was quite a surprise. A Zelda maker, anyone? I can't wait to play this, and it's coming out, we know now, September 20th. Out fucking standing. Trials of Mana was announced. It looks okay. It is a remake of a Mana game that never came out in North America until now. Of far greater interest... It, along with it, with the original Trials of Mana, along with two other Mana games, have come out in the collection of Mana, and it was shadow dropped the day of the Direct. If I had money right now, I would definitely pick it up. I do like the Mana games quite a bit. Now, for a fucking shock, for a fucking shock in case that popped. Or I'll just keep this all in, just so you can see how the sausage is made. <laughs> More wine. Oh. Alright. I knew there were rumors of this, but I don't cover rumors, because I feel that they take away from the experience. I'm all, like, watery in my mouth here. All whiny in my mouth. I, I don't cover rumors, this is very true, because I feel they take away from the experience of enjoying, of enjoying the amazing that already exists and beyond that in regards to this title explicitly i wondered if it if the switch could handle the huge open world of drum roll the witcher 3 given it is uh given giving in <laughs> of of witcher 3 giving in to the tired anti-switch arguments that it's just not powerful enough Yet again, the naysayers, yet again, the naysayers have been proven wrong. If it's profitable, developers will port it, will port anything. I'm not editing this, damn it. I'm reminded 
of the good old days when ports would be essentially the same game, essentially, but still radically different interpretations as they were ported to every console and computer imaginable back in the golden era of the 90s. And believe me, the only golden thing about the 90s was video games. <laughs> anyway, this is the same game. It's not a weird port. It's the same game. And The Witcher 3 will, uh, a Wild Hunt Complete Edition, includes both expansion packs. I've never played this, but I've heard it compared to, quote, better, unquote, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I've heard it being, okay, editing on the spot here. I've heard it's compared to Elder Scrolls, but to being, like, better than Elder Scrolls. Uh, but can my beautiful indies and Nintendo first-party titles endure me playing another 100 hours in an open-world RPG game? I doubt it. Still, I am intrigued and would like to learn more. Fire Emblem Three Houses got a long trailer. Fire Emblem Three Houses got a long trailer. Can you hear my dog in the background playing around on my couch? Calm down, Scooby. Call me looking at me. <laughs> I love you, Scooby. You're crazy. Fire Emblem Three Houses got a long trailer after that. It's a pretty game, and I feel the emotion in the voice actors, but it's just not for me. Still, it seems an excellent first-party offering for fans, so I'm excited for you out there who cannot wait. And I know, in particular, Fire Emblem has not gotten a proper console game in a very long time. And as the Switch is this beautiful hybrid between console and handheld, it has finally come. So that's very exciting. Calm down, Scooby. You guys should give him a treat. Nah, 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 that would make so much noise on this, I'd have to edit it out. I'm not doing that! No editing! We got a spooky live-action trailer for Resident Evil on the Switch, set in a scary-looking house in a dark forest, that ends in the major reveal that Resident Evil 5... Stop it! Down! Down! <laughs> Everyone's gonna hear all that nonsense from you, man. You're a good puppy, I like you come home in this crazy thing start giving me kisses he's crazy love my dog uh where the hell were we um we got a spooky live action trailer for resident evil on the switch set in a scary looking house in a dark forest that ends in the major reveal that resident evil 5 and 6 are coming to the switch color me fucking impressed just excellent third-party support this year i believe the next trailer was a really fun, and though I've never played no, the next trailer was really fun, and though I've never played No More Heroes, as a fan of Killer Seven, <laughs> as a fan of Killer Seven way back in the GameCube era, I know Pseudo Fifty One can make excellent, fun, off the wall games when he's motivated. The fart of the spinoff Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, notwithstanding. Anyway. No More Heroes 3 is coming out in 2020, and you should go see the trailer for No More Heroes 3. It looks just batty and wonderful. Though we didn't really see any gameplay, we just saw kind of a little movie, which can be a criticism, but uh, it was an entertaining little movie. And I know the game will be entertaining, so it, it's just it was fun. Moving on, the graphics in Contra Rogue Core won't amaze anyone. But it's maybe the only online shooter that looks insane enough to hold my interest. What with giant 
Terminator type skull things and a panda with a machine gun and all that, you know, baloney. A far more interest, though, was the shadow drop of the Contra Anniversary Collection. Good on you, Konami. Ew, I, I feel so filthy saying that. There might be a little more of that later on. Konami's kind of on a roll. Oh my god, it's the end of the universe. Shocking me. Panzer Dragoon Remake was announced. Uh, Couldn't afford it back when I had a Saturn. Really regret selling my Saturn, even though my house is a mess and I never use it anyway, but I still regret not having it. Uh, But anyway, no one could afford that game. It was so fucking expensive. But I've always wanted to give it a try. And I am very, very happy to see a dead franchise, a dead franchise, brought back to life before our very eyes. And done just right. Hear that, Commander Keen? (laughs) Id Software, hashtag sucks. I wrote that down. Okay, we got some updates on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Not much that we didn't get from the Direct a week ago, or a week and a half ago, which I didn't cover because I've been gone, because I'm insane. Um, The biggest thing I would say in this little update was you can use the Pokemon uh, Pokeball Plus controller from Pokemon Let's Go um, in the game in which you, if you take it on a walk, it will give you a prize for your playing of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Not much else, I would say, was said. I mean, there was some character stuff that some people really liked. Um, I've been out of the Pokemon loop since, I don't know, Crystal. I played a little bit on the Game Boy, but I never actually had a game. Um, and I just don't remember it that well. I remember Crystal. I remember Silver. I remember Gold. I remember Red and Blue. Those are the ones I remember. I remember the first and second generation because I am an old, old man. So I can't really comment on, you know, like, oh, this is some... Uh, guy's daughter and she's cool and I love her you know all I could say really is that I enjoy (laughs) I enjoy Game Freak and the Pokemon Company's interpretation of Great Britain and um, I I do want this game Uh, it's expensive and I have to be selective in my full price games but I do want I don't know probably Pokemon Sword so um, uh, yeah it looks great (laughs) A really exciting extended trailer of Astral Chain played after that, in which we got more hints about the story and some more substantive glimpses of the gameplay that really sold me that this is going to be one hell of a game. The platforming like from one the platforming like from one floating spectral red cube island thing to another, as you fight monsters just look like so much chaotic fun. All I can say about this, besides it just being an interesting concept for a game, I really like the graphical style. You have to watch a trailer for Astral Chain to really get it, because I can't really, you know, uh, entirely describe it here. Only thing I could say beyond all that is uh, Love Platinum Games uh, was a bit disappointed, not disappointed, just surprised that I didn't see anything about uh, Bayonetta 3 in this direct but love Platinum Games, and I'm just so happy to see them making another excellent-looking weird game. So, Astral Chain. Um, after that, we got Empire of Sin, uh, a kind of mobster 1920s strategy game. Um, 
And it almost sold me because I really enjoyed the theme song, which is titled Empire of Sin. A very jazzy kind of fun uh, song. And I liked the opening stuff, which it appears part of it, you're like third person, almost God view kind of uh, shooting in like, you know, a bar or whatever in, you know, 20s uh, America, Chicago, I assume. But the once I saw the strategy, once it uh, it it, it uh, zoomed out and you saw the strategy elements, I got less interested. I find those kind of games kind of boring. Again, I kind of like action games. It doesn't have to be pure action. I like exploration a whole lot. I like finding things. I like Metroidvanias a lot, you know. And um, I like other things too, to varying degrees. But I've never liked action or strategy games besides like I don't know, Sim City, you know. So if you can call that a strategy, it's not really a strategy. You know what I'm saying, though, like uh, slower paced games. So uh, excellent trailer, though, um, and certainly something to keep your eyes out for. Oh, God. Let me turn this off for just a second, people. All right, maybe he's stopped barking now. And I'm a little more drunk, too. So everything worked out for the best. Moving right along. A much more in-depth trailer for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was shown. I've never been a big fan of this kind of beat-em-up or hack-and-slash type mindless gameplay, though I very much liked it in Hyrule Warriors. But um, i got to say, I do love the graphics in this game. They're so close to the comics. The cell shading really works on most, maybe not all, but most of the characters. And uh, there's just so many of them. From classic, proper, colorful 90s X-Men, Beast as well. A beast. He looks great. To the terrifying look of Ghost Rider. I can't say I'll buy this game given it's a no doubt high price, high priced game, and my disinterest in the gameplay. But if I hear that the story is fun, I may be tempted just to experience all the excellent sounding voice acting I heard in the trailer and that glorious Marvel color. I do so love Marvel. Bravo. Cadence of Hyrule was shown again after that in a slightly longer trailer. I've never liked rhythm games, but come, but come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to read what I wrote here, but come on. The soundtrack is outstanding and it's a Zelda game. I need it. I need it in my blood. Right now. Amazingly, and this truly surprised and shocked me. Okay. Amazingly, the reveal of Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games actually convinced me it might be worth buying. It could just be uh, seeing Yoshi shredding on a skateboard, but altogether it looks like a really fun set of arcadey sports games that could be really that could be really great to play with kids and just to unwind. Uh, seeing Sega develop a game with the Nintendo IP is still a very strange thing for me, but that's because I'm old, and I kind of loved it altogether. At last, we got the reveal after that of the new Animal Crossing. Set on an island, it looks mostly like the happy, casual, laid-back Animal Crossing we all remember, though this appears to have crafting and the ability to make a town yourself, complete with dread, with digging your own roads. I don't know why they showed that, but they did. A lot of people are really excited for this, and I remember absolutely loving Animal Crossing on my DS 
and the GameCube back in the day. However, I wonder if my current ADHD self can focus enough, and more importantly, relax enough to really enjoy it. We will see. Regardless, extra points go to Nintendo for putting a little bit in the trailer that reminds us all that Tom Nook is a rent-seeking, landlordy capitalist son of a bitch. <laughs> Animal Crossing is a storied franchise and the beloved, and the beloved, well, beloved to me, and the hollowed history of Nintendo. I'm excited to see it get a new title, and I'm especially, oh jeez, and I'm especially excited for the mega fans out there, and there are so many. Animal Crossing New Horizons, that's the title, is coming out March 20th, 2020. A delay, but uh, probably worth it. Now, before the really big announcements at the very end of this Direct, we got a highlight reel of some of the re releases coming out. I won't go over all of them, several we knew about, but to begin, Silk Song. Oh, 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 I just, oh, I just feel it all over my body. Sweet, sweet Silk Song. Just shoot that Hollow Knight goodness directly into my goddamn veins. Oh, but enough having an orgasm on my podcast. <laughs> I always wanted to play Neo uh, Ni no Kuni, uh, Studio Ghibli Rules, and it's coming out on the Switch. I'm very happy to see that. Waited a long time to play that. Probably thought I never would. And now I have the chance to do it. Now, something I didn't hear about at all, the Lovecraftian terror and decayed beauty of the sinking city transfixed me. As well did the mystery at the center of this what looks like an excellent survival horror, dare I say, masterpiece, set in a cosmic horror involving, you know, like, you know, octopus things and stuff. You gotta go watch the trailer. Uh, I'd never heard of it, and I watched the trailer immediately after, because uh, this is just a little tiny bit in there, you know, highlight reel uh, at the end of the direct, and uh, I'm really impressed by the sinking city. I'd never heard of it, and it's just... Real interesting. Stop rambling. Stop rambling. I always wanted to give Alien Isolation a try. I believe I watched my brother play it somewhat. I know it had kind of mixed reviews, as I recall. But um, I kind of love that universe. Uh, Alien's interesting to me. It's not like my favorite thing, but I love sci-fi horror, you might say. I love sci-fi anything. Um, so yeah, I'm very interested in possibly picking up Alien Isolation. As with this, this game and every other game on this list, it all depends very much on prices, what I will and will not buy. I might be excited, very excited in something, but it depends on how much it costs, you know. Anyway, after that we got New Super Lucky Tale. It's one I've never heard of, and you know me, I love collectathon platformers. So I'm very, very excited for this, and I later... Learned that it is a Microsoft title, so it's uh, good to see that on the Switch. Though it seems quite odd that this keeps happening. We'll get into that more in a moment. Uh, more wine. We got to our One More Thing segment as the direct close. Except, surprise, it was two One More Things. First was the charming reveal of Banjo-Kazooie for Smash. Wait, Really? I joked the other day on Twitter that maybe Nintendo won Microsoft in a poker game and some seedy Yakuza bar in Kyoto, and that seems to be confirmed by now. 
Regardless, though, I never played Banjo-Kazooie back in the day. I did play a fair bit of rare games, particularly, obviously, Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country 2, Donkey Kong Country 3. And seeing rare IP on the Big N's flagship console really pulls at my old, tired heartstrings. Smash isn't even a game I care for particularly, and yet I could not be happier about this. And I know the hardcore, long-term Banjo-Kazooie fans lost their shit. But, then, oh my god. Then, they played a wonderful little cutscene showing Link and Zelda in the Breath of the Wild exploring a cave and finding a gigantic hideous witch or monster they inadvertently brought back to life by disturbing her tomb. At least, that's how I interpret it. Zelda is taken, and... Ganon energy? I forget what it's called. I haven't played uh, Breath of the Wild for a while. I need to finish it. Whatever it is, evil purple stuff begins to rise again around the castle. A darker... It, it appears to be a darker Majora's Mask style sequel to the Breath of the Wild. Um, assumably made in the same engine is in development, Ladies and Worms. Uh, that was a bit muddled, but you know what I was trying to say. And so I am very excited for this. I cannot wait. I, you know, I say I didn't finish because I have ADHD and I just keep playing more and more in different things. But uh, Breath of the Wild is one of those games where I will finish it. It may take some time, but I will finish it because it is, lest you forgot, just outrageously good. Uh, so that is the end of Nintendo's E3 Direct. Overall, an amazing job. Easily the best of the four E3 presentations I've seen. Uh, though Devolver Digital is pretty close. Uh, just game after game after game. And some really heavy hitters like Luigi's Mansion 3, Link's Awakening, and oh my fucking god, a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Which, lest you forget, is literally one of the greatest video games of all fucking time. Though I thought the Devolver Digital, uh, especially, and even Square presentations were solid, Nintendo proves once again, no doubt due to many years of practice at this point, that they know how to put on a goddamn good show. The few claiming boredom when watching, uh, were watching an entirely different direct as far as I'm concerned, uh, and eating from the trash can of PS4 and graphics ideology daily. <laughs> anyway, this probably concludes my minor, um, you know, uh, coverage of E3, trying to find words here. I'm a little tiny bit buzzed. Uh, overall, it's been great, I thought. And here is where my microphone decided to shut off. All the presentations were good, is what I meant to say, and I had a lot of fun. Uh, Nintendo definitely did the best. And what I didn't write down, and I forgot to mention, is... Konami also announced the TurboGrafx-16 and PC Engine uh, Mini, which is very surprising and great given how rare and hard to collect for that is. But thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry this particular audio at the end is so much worse. Um, but, it, you know, I do what I can. Um, and I hope to have a real episode out as soon as I can. Thank you so much for listening. And it's been a great E3. And thank you. Adios. I'm still kind of drunk. Bye-bye.